How's it going, everybody? Once again, I am Luke, joined by Joe, and it's another free agency post-draft edition of the Charging Buffalo podcast. Uh, a lot, well, some very big news uh, for in free agency for the Sabres as well, breaking, was it two days ago now? Yeah, I think it was Sunday two days night, ago. Two or three Sunday days. night? Yeah. yeah. As the Sabres have signed a former MVP. Is this so, Joe? Is this? It's oh, Taylor, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, of course, a Buffalo Sabre. Um, huge stuff. This is, this, is, this is massive. One year, $8 million. He seems to be all in. The community already loves him. Uh, this is really a nail on the head for everybody involved, I think. I still can't believe it. Like, never in my life have I ever thought Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl would be playing for my team. Absolutely crazy. But I remember I was walking my cousin's dog, and then the TCB Twitter group chat was just popping off, and I'm like, oh, did they do something? Would they sign another depth defenseman or some bum? No, it's Taylor Hall. I run with the dog back in to my house and I'm just like freaking out the contract. Good too. I was kind of worried that they were going to go long-term here and pay him like 9 million. They're going to have another skitter contract on their hands, but like one year Taylor Hall, even if they can't keep him, they tried. And let's see. Uh, I mean, it, it, the results of this season will probably determine a lot, right? I mean, for both parties, for mm-hmm. the Sabres and for Taylor Hall. Uh, well, yeah, they, judging by Hall's comments yesterday, it sounds like he wants to stay. It sounds like he's a pretty big believer in the core group of players that they have here. And he thinks that this could be a contending team. Now, his comment about wanting to get Eichel to the playoffs and oh. show off and show him off. I know on that stage. It's like, wow, <laughs> this guy is, he's a mercenary. It's like, he's a hired gun. That's what I'm thinking. Hall. of. <laughs> yeah. Hearing Hall speak to the media yesterday, it was like a breath of fresh air. If that makes any sense. Like the way he was talking about everything, like he was just so open and transparent about everything he was saying. Like he even like mentioned like, the contract specifics like he mentioned he's making eight million dollars like you never see that he just seems like a very like wise knowledgeable hockey mind like i could see him being a gm like someday i could see it yeah he could have been coasting off of that post-contract euphoria perhaps of uh (laughs) you know he's just gonna say whatever because he's excited but no it is truly just it's shocking. I mean, you think back to like 2011, Terry Pagula's first uh, free agency here, and you know we were in pursuit of Billy Leno. Not not Billy Leno. I'm sorry, Brad Richards. We were in pursuit mm-hmm. of Brad Richards. Uh, in like just over the years, you know, we we Christian we off. Yeah, and Billy we Leno. yeah Christian off. But you know, but that's the thing. We wouldn't. We either wouldn't wind up with the big guy, or we'd end up with you know the Billy Leno or. Uh, the Christian Airhoff Stamkos get Oposo like correct correct right that was that was that year so it's just uh I don't know it's I don't think anybody 
in Buffalo could have expected this. I don't think anyone could have expected this. No, like I mean, like the day before free agency opened, I think Dreger said that the Sabers are gonna look check in. But like, never would I have imagined that he would have actually came here, right? Right, right. And I just think, uh, like, man, twenty five teams were on him, right? Twenty five, yeah. Five teams checked in. I had a, 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 a feeling. I text. I texted one or two people this. I don't think I ever said it to you, but we were making all those depth signings, and you know we weren't making any big splashes because I had a feeling we were waiting on this. Like there was something to go along there, uh, whether Hall was just using us as fodder for other teams, or we were actually in on it. Turns out we actually were, and I thought the reason we weren't making those big moves because we were waiting on uh, that decision from Hall. Well, yeah, so, I think they were definitely waiting on the Hall decision. I didn't think they were waiting on whether Hall was coming here or not. I thought it was okay, Toffoli is going to wait until Hall signs somewhere so he can make his decision. I thought that's what they were waiting on. Because mm-hmm. they were in on Tyler Toffoli, who ended up and going to Montreal on a bargain of a contract, by the way. Yeah, was it like four years? Uh, four years, a little above four million, which yeah. I was expecting if he would probably cost $6 million, so that's a mm-hmm. great contract. If they missed out on Hall, I would have loved that. But, I mean, they they just transformed their top six into probably – how many more teams have a better top six than the Sabres do? Like, you can ha- name them on one hand probably. Oh, God. Skinner, Eichel, Hall, Olafson, Eric Stahl, and Reinhardt. Like, come on. Yeah. Now does Stall fall off a cliff? Who knows? But still, like, geez. I still have a waning hope that he regains the 2018 magic. Stall? Yes. I mean, who knows? He's going to have two legitimate scorers on his wing either way. Mm -hmm. Whether Hall is there, whether Skinner's there, Reinhardt, Olafson, Cousins even. So with, I mean, with Hall, there, there's serious potential that he and Eichel can, uh, I mean, there's no reason we can't have, at least for just one year, our, this, the, the dry sidle McDavid pairing. Oh, you know? easily. Like, easily. Uh, with the skill set they have, they both seem thrilled to be playing with each other. And if anything, this buys you time with Eichel because it shows you that we're willing to do this. You know, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And I don't want to get all doom and gloom, but uh, I think if this move wasn't made, then, you know, it's almost like we flipped the, uh, we flipped the hourglass, right? I mean, it was, it was taken down, taken down. And now, uh, you know, we reset time pretty much, but uh, who knows? I, I think it's possible we could keep them beyond this contract. If we get to the playoffs, God forbid, uh, Taylor Hall is never, it's a cliche by this point, but he's never played with another superstar. Did he get any time with McDavid? I, I thought McDavid was hurt that year or he was oh, traded that yeah. off season. Wasn't it? No, Cause the Oilers, that was the year that they went to the second round when they beat the ducks. I think you had to have been on that team, but McDavid was injured for a Paul lot had- of the year. Paul hadn't made the playoffs until this year, I thought. Was it? I don't know. Because that was the story. Um, 2017, uh, 
that was because McDavid played mm-hmm. that whole year. I'm pretty sure he playoffs. wasn't on the team because the narrative out of Canada was the Oilers are better because Hall's not on the team. Right. Yeah, he wasn't sure. there. Yeah, he. I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, if he didn't get any time with McDavid, for God's sake, like Eichel is by far the best center he's ever played with. Yeah. And he is motivated. I mean, you know, he could have played with Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. You know? Uh, sounded like he... Uh, I think I was listening to Elliot Freeman talk mm-hmm. yesterday. It sounded like a lot of his offers were like in the four million, four or five million dollar range yes. for one year. That is true. And a lot, uh, not a lot of teams had the cap space that the Sabers had too, and he didn't really necessarily want to wait on those other teams to clear the cap space. Mm-hmm. Which makes yeah. sense. Um, but. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I looked at something on my phone, but um, no, it's 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 super exciting. Yeah, this, like when was the last the time bites. they got like the definitive top forward mm-hmm. in the free agent class? Like this is this is a big deal. I mean, Oposo kind of. Yeah, maybe. Like Taylor Hall's in a different stratosphere than Kyle Oposo ever has. So, but he said everything you want to hear too. He said, you know, uh, what like players around the league want this organization to be good. That was uh, something that really surprised me. That like everyone in the league is like secretly rooting for Buffalo to succeed. That was something that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. But I don't want to hear this. Oh, no one's gonna want to go to Buffalo. Why would like every time I scroll through Cap Friendly and someone posts like a a risky trade, if you will. There's all these comments like, oh, why would this guy wave his no trade to go to Buffalo? Yada, 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 boo. Blah, blah, blah. Skinner waved his no move to come to Buffalo. Eichel, no, not Eichel, sorry. Hall, Hall comes to Buffalo willingly, not even a trade. He's signed here. Skinner signed here. Two, I won't call it superstars, but like elite, elite players in the game are willingly staying in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. College free agents typically come here every year besides this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happens. Like, they're starting to draw in guys now. And even take that with the fact that bad ownership. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. And the team success over the past decade. I mean, it's still a destination. You have Jack Eichel. This is why you tank. This is yeah, why they tank. That's, that's true. I feel like, too, uh, what was the whole internal salary cap business all about then? I Well, it sounds to me like they were okay with spending less, mm-hmm. but if the opportunity presented itself to go get a player like Taylor Hall, you're going to do it. Like They're not just going to sit on their hands and not sign good players and try and be good. Right. Who who knows what they do if Hall doesn't come here? Do they try and go get Craig Smith or Tyler Toffoli or Hoffman or Dadnov? Who knows? Right. But it, I think if after how much cap space do they have left? Like eleven or twelve million, counting for the cap penalty and the Reinhardt, Olafson, Allmark signings. All that money is pretty much gone. So if the Sabers want to do a 
another signing or something, bring in another forward, possibly bring Dominic Cahoon back because they didn't qualify him for some reason, they would have to trade Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. Montour signed, it was a 3.85. They're probably not going to trade him. They probably still want to go get another goalie mm-hmm. if possible. I think they've been yeah, there was like to Corpus Stallo. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. That there were there were Corpusalo trade rumors that the Sabers were linked to, but who knows if that comes to fruition? Because I don't see why Columbus would even want to move on from either of those two goalies yet. They're both oh, on yeah. good deals. If they can sign Pierre Luc Dubois without mm-hmm. having to trade one of them, I don't know why you would. Because I don't think I don't think Merzlikens is expansion eligible either so you can keep both of them mm-hmm. ride with that good tandem but yeah taylor hall is a buffalo saber and he's wearing number four in that beautiful royal blue jersey you saw the the player the jersey swap that they did yesterday on twitter that they deleted because they got the striping pattern wrong, <laughs> but, man i'm excited and it sucks that we might not be able to see Taylor Hall in the KeyBank Center live at any games next year because who knows what's going to happen, what the world's going to look like in a couple of months. But man, this is exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, just think, I mean, I'm so I'm I'm just happy we get to hop on here and do a show that isn't all like depressing and sad, and we actually have something to look forward to. I mean, like this team, they always find some kind of way to give you hope, right? And that, but mm-hmm. this this is different. You know, a few years ago it was Darlene, uh, you know, Skinner. Well, was Skinner the same offseason as Darlene? I think he was. I believe so. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah. But I mean, even last year, re signing Skinner, you could say. Uh, and I just, I, this is different. This it, is an actual, you know, arguably superstar, like you said, me, you know, elite level player. But I mean, Come on, how many times have I said on this show they need more oomph, you know? They need they oh, need yeah. more they need more Jeff Skinners, they need more Eichels, they need more guys of that caliber. And I mean it's it's one more guy, but you know, it's a big one. He's on that that second tier, if you will. When was the last time they had a complete top six? Like a legitimate top six forward group. I mean, it's easy to answer. It's it has to be oh seven, right? Oh yeah, oh seven. I mean, it's been forever. It's seriously been that long. Even when they won the division in twenty ten, I I don't think they had that a was when like that. they they were lacking at center at that point too. Mm-hmm. Derek Roy was or Tim Connolly too. Out he probably had injury problems that year. I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Connolly Roy, man, yeah, who was? They didn't have anyone at the caliber of Jack Eichel. That's for sure. They didn't have. They probably didn't have anyone at the caliber of Taylor Hall. And when Jeff Skinner is on the top of his game, I mean, maybe Vanek. <laughs> yeah, like Vanek and Skinner are probably comparable. But come but on, man. this yeah. team. How the hell did that team win a division? I don't know. Ryan Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He, yep. That's right. Yeah. But if they can figure it out in net and if the defense isn't hot garbage, 
This is a playoff team. I mean, you know, I don't uh, want to say it. But you look at the Bruins. Look at the Bruins. That yeah. top line. They got like, worse. Yeah, I think the. Well, Bruins I mean, the team worse. as a whole got worse. Oh yeah, I like the Craig Smith signing. It was a pretty good contract. But you look at one line teams like the Bruins where they have decent depth, but nothing crazy. But, like, the Sabres have two very good forward lines. Yes. The other two, questionable. <laughs> See how that goes, but... The the log line was maintained, though, because Lazar. Oh, yeah. Lazar is the new L, the log line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they signed him for two years. Good contract. Mm-hmm. I like that signing. One signing I don't like, and this was probably... If they didn't sign Hall, I think this would be a doom and gloom episode as you were alluding to before Cody Eakin two years two point whatever million 2.2 maybe I think so what yeah the heck are you doing yeah the, the charts and bars were out in full force against him like I don't him uh, one of the worst players in the league I Whoa. wouldn't say Cody Eakin's one of the worst players in the league but yeah, if you're relying on Cody Eakin off that bad year to be your third line center I think there's a problem yeah, I, you know what? It gives more a little bit more cushion. I mean, you got Cousins most likely making the team. Does he play fourth line center, or, does, or is that I think Lazar's he's role? Probably on the wing, but yeah. But uh, but if you play Cousins at center, then you got to go get another winger. I mean, like for God's sakes, let's just see how it goes. Like you know, not not everybody watches Cody Egan. You mm-hmm. know, I mean. What Cody Eakin are you getting? Are you getting the twenty goal score Cody Eakin from two years ago, or are you getting ten point Cody Eakin from last year? Yeah, yeah. He, he probably had more than ten points, but you get the point. No, I got you. Yeah. So if it were me, I would have let Gergensen's walk, and I would have signed like Vinny Hinestroza for because he got a million dollars. There were they should have let Gergensen's walk and let him test the market. See, okay, you're not getting a three year deal. At, 2.2 million anywhere else so let him go hey if you wanted him back you probably got him for cheap because he'd probably still be kicking around today but we did get shorthanded ace uh toby reader right i don't know about toby reader is this guy actually gonna play mm. Sorry, taking a sip of coffee there. He, to me, he Ugh. seems like he's just going to be in the press box. No. Are you playing Toby Reader on the third line? He's not going to. I don't think he's going to play a lot. Clearly, he can kill penalties, though. I mean, he he was the guy who kept scoring shorthanded goals against the Stars, right? Do I have the right guy? <sighs> Maybe. I think I do. I don't know. But remember, this is the guy that uh, the Oilers president said was the reason they missed the playoffs a couple years ago. Do you remember that? That well, that's how I remember Tony Toby Reader. He got yeah. destroyed because he he, he didn't score goals. a goal and was just <laughs> annihilated by it was was the owner Bob right Nicholson. Bob Nicholson. He's yeah. the president of the Oilers, something like that. CEO just destroyed him. Use him as scapegoat. Well, yeah, Ralph Kruger. This guy, whether you like it or not, he has pull in the organization. Right, one hundred percent because. Hall, Oilers connection. Reader, Oilers connection. Brandon Davidson, Oilers connection. It sounds like it. And Kruger himself said he was confident that because of his relationship with Hall, that would give them a, a bit of a um, an upper hand, and it actually wound up being true. 
and and those were his own words on uh, on WGR. Uh, I think yesterday he said that. Uh, so that kind of went undercover. I had I didn't even think about that. Like well, I, I thought about it because I, I think I had seen on Twitter and stuff, yeah. but like People, I didn't. You know, yeah. it's only you know you don't think it's a possibility. I mean, he coached him for forty eight games, like as a head coach. Obviously, he was yeah. an assistant and he had with Hall two too. years before that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like you know, he he he'd been he'd worked with them. He's on his staff, but I mean, you know, half a year as head coach, uh, you don't think that really matters, you know. But I mean, that must say something about Kruger as a person. And, and yeah, he like, believes yeah. in Kruger. That's for sure. I don't know if I believe in Kruger. That jury's still out on that. But uh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say. Well, something, what I I, well, I can I can carry on that. Uh, what I love though is. Kruger is saying that the combination of Eichel and Hall will be lethal. He didn't say it could be lethal. You know, it would be lethal. He said it will be yeah. be lethal. Like coaches don't. I don't know. I, I don't remember many coaches uh, saying it will be lethal. Like you know, like that means we are going to destroy other teams if you say it's mm-hmm. like. So he's confident and. Uh, it seems like they're going to play together. Whatever doubt there was, um, they're this, going to. This is has all the makings to be La Fontaine and Mulgilney. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it, it, it might, it might. Uh, how how old is Hall? I didn't catch his age. He's twenty eight. I don't okay, know if he's so... turning twenty nine before the start of the season, but I I know he's twenty eight currently. That good age. This should be his prime. Oh yeah, you know he's entering could... it. How many points did he have? The year he won the Hart Trophy, ninety-five, something like that. Was that the year nobody had a hundred? I think so. I think that might have been two years ago. But yeah, that might be correct. He did that on the Devils with. I'm assuming Nico Heischer was his center. Like, Mm -hmm. I have all the respect in the world for Nico Heischer as a player, but he is he can't hold Jack Eichel's skates, as that anonymous scout said about Jack Eichel in comparison to Austin Matthews. Yeah, uh, no, I'm Hall. That it's not easy for you. Never see it happen where one guy carries a team in hockey. Mm-hmm. He did that. He did that that year. I like. There's no chance they make the playoffs. Uh, you know, even as the eight seed, without uh, Taylor Hall. Oh, for sure. I I am so excited to see them play together. If they do, I mean, it's. I don't think we should discount the possibility that Hall could be playing with Stall too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be confusing. Hall and Stall. Hall and Stall. That's, that's completely possible. Maybe they want to. I <sighs> doubt it's going to happen. It's just, but maybe they want to reignite Skinner again and put him with Eichel. Like that's totally possible too. Under like, no circumstance. I'm sorry. What's that? I don't want to cut you off. You maybe it is wise to put Hall with Stall and then Reinhardt or Olafson, mm-hmm. whoever. But because you know. If you put Skinner with Eichel, the guy is going to find the back of the nut. Right. Is Skinner going to find 35, 40 goals playing with Eric Stahl? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I'm sure he'll get time with both. But you know Taylor Hall is going to be a top-level kind of player, whether he's playing with Jack Eichel or Eric Stahl. So it's a balancing act, Mm -hmm. if you will. Do they want to build the super line, or do they want to – have a more balanced approach. 
I think anything less than the first line for Taylor Hall is irresponsible. I think like he has to be up there. He's making first line money. Like they paid him oh, yeah. with the, you know, that, that is first line uh, uh, minutes. I mean, maybe they put the three of them together, Skinner, Hall and Eichel. But then, you know, just can Olofsson play with stall and yada, yada. Kruger Since will handle all Reinhardt. Oh man. I'm all, I'm all for that. Kruger's thinking about, I'm, you know, I mean, he's definitely thinking about it. Yeah, keep Olafson at left wing, stall in the center, Reinhardt on the right side. And also, playing Victor Olafson with uh, Hall and Eichel after uh, allegedly uh, they're looking to sign him to a bridge contract. I don't know about that one. <laughs> now, okay. Olafson's going to score 50 goals if he's playing with those two. He's going to get a $10 million contract after that. You don't want that. See, I'm not that big brain when it comes to like this kind of thinking. What is the? Why do people not like bridge deals? I never like understood what the problem. Uh, Sam Reinhart is the perfect example for this. So they could have signed Sam Reinhart to a long-term deal, probably about five million dollars two years ago. They signed him to a bridge deal. He continues to play well, and now he's probably making six, seven million dollars mm-hmm. in a long-term contract this off-season. So you can save money by betting on them long-term. So okay. hypothetical, the Sabres signed Victor Olofsson to a longer-term deal this offseason, four or five years. The money's going to be lower. Right. But if you give him a bridge deal, they put him with Eichel and Hall. He scores 45 goals the next two seasons. How much money is he going to get? He's going to probably get $8 million. See, I might have always been of the thought that maybe – the team is benefiting from bridge deals, but it seems like the player actually does. Mm-hmm. But also the Sabres <laughs> might have to do this too, because to keep the money down, if they, especially if they want to keep Taylor Hall, what is Yoki Haru and Darlene extensions coming up? Thank God though. We are not the Tampa. I mean, thank God we're not Tampa lightning. Ooh, sure. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, contract wise. Okay. They're in hell right now. With all the guys, oh, yeah. they have uh, Chernak, I think, Sorelli. Is it, it's not Sergachev. Sur- it is Sergachev, yeah. Sergachev, okay. And they like, don't have any cap space. Thank God we're not in that position. You know, uh, I had no earthly idea why Tyler Johnson wasn't claimed by anybody. No one wants to help him out. That's, that's true. That's true. They have a target on their back now. But I don't mean, oh, you know, thank God, no. We're thank not God we didn't win the Stanley Cup. Oh, we didn't win the Stanley Cup. Oh. Woe is me. No, I mean it like, you know, they have some problems on there. I, I should say thank God that I'm not Julian Brisebois. I would not want to be in his I do not shoes. envy him. No, because, uh, I mean, uh, going into only a second year as GM, too. like They have some tough decisions they got to make. Yes. yes. Some really tough decisions. I'd be happy to take Sorelli off their hands. That would be wonderful. Oh yeah, too bad they can't afford anyone anymore. I think yeah. I think the Sabres are done uh, unless they're able to strike a deal with Ristolainen. But also, if you're looking at some of the defensemen they're getting trade, like Nate Schmidt got a third round pick. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Murray got a fourth, a uh, fifth round pick, I think. Like, they're. I did not understand the Blue Jackets defenseman purge. I think they're just trying to clear cap. And Nudavara got Cliff Pooh, old it, friend, yeah. and uh, Ryan Murray got a fifth-round pick. 
And then it, oh, I thought they traded one more. They traded. Uh, I think no, I saw. Not another uh, defenseman. They did trade uh, Josh Anderson, but. Trade him. I thought I, I, you know what? I think I saw a rumor that David Savard was. Yeah, David Savard is apparently available, but um, I don't know if they're actually going to trade him. But I mean, that defense was so good last year. Uh, and they didn't really, they didn't get anything. Like, it, you're right. I think they are trying to clear cap because they, they did not get anything in the way of help mm-hmm. uh, on, you know, offense or any kind of roster player um, yeah. for any of those trades. I don't think they're going to be able to get anything for Verstelein and even if they want to trade him because that's what the market is. You're getting, like, if Nate Schmidt's getting a third round pick, you're getting a second or a third round pick for Verstelein. And, and his cap is high. Like the league mm-hmm. views him probably as a third pairing defenseman mm-hmm. who's going to play on your power play. That's like right now. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. I would Do you want to give him up for low? Low. low oh no no. Because like on him having he, a good season and then him maybe turning it around if that's never going to happen. But are they banking team, on that? Okay, this team has not been bad for nine years because of Rasmus Ristolainen. You know, he's only he he's he's but one problem, and he has some good that balances out his flaws, right? I mean, there's been a lot of problems that have contributed to why this team have been bad. So I don't think it's that smart to just, you know rush him out the door. Like the team hasn't been able to score, they haven't had goaltending in years. So like so like you know, I'm kind of slowing down on the whole the whole Risto thing. I just don't think it's worth it right now. What can they do if they trade him, though? Are, are they just going to move him out and then not do anything about it? Like, then I'm like, eh, whatever. But, like, if they're going to trade him and then go sign Cahoon and maybe get a goalie, like, try and improve the team, I'm fine with that. But if they're just trying to ride it out here, see how it goes, I mean, I'm okay with it. I, Frankly, I'm sick of him. I would love to see... See, this is one of those things I, I change so much on. If you're going to get a... I know the, the... What's that? The season was a long time ago, but, like, they, the defense was bad last year, and they're bringing all of them back, besides Bogosian, who is a Toronto Maple Leaf now, which is hilarious. But they're bringing them all back. Coaching staff is exactly the same. What's going to be different? Like, you can't just bring them back and expect different results. Well, I, again, I think the goaltending was a massive, massive issue, like more so than the team even wants to let on. I mean, you had a blind goalie in there. Nobody did a damn thing about it. He was blind. He couldn't see. Carhartt couldn't see, and he was playing goalie. And Linus Allmark is a certified backup. He's a, he could be a high-end backup. That's his ceiling, in my opinion. And I'd rather have Taylor Hall, of course, than solving that immediately. Uh, you know, through free agency. But I think that is just a huge pressing need. Like, I think that uh, just a good goalie, a starting goalie would clean up a lot of the, the defense's um, shortcomings. There's no more goalies available on the free agent market, so they're going to have to get creative and make a trade mm-hmm. if they want to upgrade goaltender. I actually gathered a little list. <laughs> uh, if you want me to go over that, I mean, short. Sure, I went to Cap Friendly. Look at me, big researcher. 
Uh, and it's a very uninspiring list of like, really there's two guys who might realistically be an option. Okay. And that is Craig Anderson, who's 39 yeah. and, and Jimmy Howard, who I think is like 36. Yeah. yeah and then I, uh, there was the Corpus Allo rumor, but what would you give up for him? And yeah. What do you give up for him? Like you're not yeah. giving up a first round pick better not be giving up first round pick. They've traded so many second and third round picks where it's just madness. I don't think I want to do that. I, I just you really think, want to trade Casey Middlestat for a goalie. I don't think so. I like, think what makes sense. They'd be uh, certified knuckleheads to get rid of either one of those goalies at this at yeah. the moment. Uh, and then of course, Ryan Miller, but that's not going to happen because uh, people, I don't like, you know, it, it's a real thing that he wants to be on the West coast to be with his family. Yeah, like his, that's, how old is his son now? His son's oh, got to be probably God. like three or four years old now. Yeah, like, probably. He's but, probably even contemplating retirement at that point. Like I know. He's 39, isn't he? Yeah. Why would hey, you I, just want to be around your family? His wife is an actress. Uh, why would you want to move from the Pacific Coast to anywhere on the East Coast uh, for anywhere that needs a goalie? Uh, and you know, just cause it's Buffalo doesn't mean it's any sentimentality that, that I'm, I might be inventing a word, but, uh, like there's a reason why he's been on the West coast since 2013 or so. Yeah. I don't see, I, I think it would be a great story to see him come back. You know what? But I don't think it's going to happen back here one day when we retire his Jersey. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Oh, come on, Joe, you I will die on this hill. There are too many numbers in the rafters. Too many. No. Okay. Rob, okay. Rob Ray shouldn't be up there. Just because they made the mistake of putting Rob Ray up there. Rob Ray's number mean... isn't retired. It's not? No. I swear to God it is. No. It's not? No. No. Where the hell did I see that, man? <laughs> no. Uh, like Danny Gare. Okay, Danny uh, Gare. Okay, yeah. Danny Why is Gare Danny Gare t- up there? Tim Horton, like every like the French Connection, fine. Uh, Hashik definitely deserved Lafontaine, fine. But like Tim Horton, Danny Gare, like I, you, you shouldn't be up there. God, God bless. I'm showing Joe my, of course, uh, for the viewers who can't see us, I'm showing Joe my uh, my Tim Horton uh, banner above <laughs> uh, the bat. You could probably see it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. God bless Tim Horton's soul. It's very unfortunate that. He passed away while he was a saber, but I don't think apparently he was a scumbag. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary to retire his number just because he died when he was a saber. I don't know. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. They have too many Jersey retirements. Oh but wow! Th- nothing. Not taking anything away from Ryan Miller, but wait, I'm trying to. Why did I think Rob Ray's number was retired? I'm I'm, I'm pissed off now. Why did I think this? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be furious if that happened. Uh, well, anyways, what did were John we talking Scott wear number thirty-two? Yes, he did. Oh. <laughs> the See? goon number. It is. Uh goalies. So, are there any other ideas for goalies of Ryan Miller? It, it, you know what? Happening? You know what's amazing is that there was the huge goalie carousel, and we did nothing. I mean, I take Peter Morazic at this point. What about James Reimer? That would be fun. I mean, he can see, can he? 
<laughs> yeah, he can. And his salary is only like 800000 so I'm sure they you, would love that. You don't have to have 2020 vision to play goalie for this team. You just got to have some kind of it. <laughs> yeah, be able to read the first three lines of uh, the chart at the um, <laughs> Yeah, the I think James Reimer or uh, Mrazek wouldn't be that bad. I, I would take one of them. I think both of them have one year left. I'm sure they would probably be more interested in Reimer because his low salary. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something to look out for. Uh, do you have anything else to say on their UFA signings? Uh, no, I mean, you know, rather uneventful, um, other than Hall. Uh, Brandon thank God. Davidson, Matt Irwin. And Reader. Toby Reader. One thing, Toby actually, uh, I remembered this. The the Blue Jackets did get Max Domi. In yeah, the they did. Yeah. Two years, five and a half million. Right. Uh, he's going to be a heck of a player for Tortorella. Any pl- any signings around the league that uh, surprised you or you wish that the Sabres would have jumped on? One one event that surprised me was the Oilers did not get a goalie. Oh, I yeah, think they, they, they brought back Mike Smith. Right, They were and they signed Anton Forsberg, who's probably going to be their backup. The worst no, goalie well, no, he won't. in North America. Well, yeah, right. So it's probably going to be Smith and Koskinen again. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the I think they were linked to Markstrom for a little while. And I think yeah. Holtby for a little bit maybe. I think Matt Murray too. Yeah, Murray. That's I'm surprised right. Holtby went to the Canucks. Yeah. Uh, I get it. It's a good deal though. I think it's two years, right? Yeah, two years, million like four so. million. Yeah, I mean, it didn't make sense for the Canucks to spend that money on him, but like mm. four million for Braden Holtby, that's fine. He's cheaper uh, than. Sorry, what was that? All the Canucks free agents going to Calgary. Yeah, Tanev too, right? Chris Tanev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tanev. Uh, hey, they kept Tyler Mott. They did. <laughs> Pierre Maguire's favorite player. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Troy Stetcher stuff that came out? No, no. About how he they were negotiating with Jim Benning, and I guess one of the assistants like called him back and said that Benning fell asleep, and then that's when he knew that he was going to leave. They signed with Detroit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear about that. That's a black eye. I'll just say that. but That's real bad. What did you think of the draft? Uh, it was, it was a thing. Certainly <laughs> it <laughs> happens, you know, I mean, um, is Lafreniere, is he, is he number 13? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I know, uh, number 11, I'm pretty sure is retired in New York. Massier. Massier. So, but the Quinn, I'm not sure pick, what number he's wearing. Uh, Jack Quinn, of course, was the pick. Uh, Again, I'm not. I choose not to really get into the uh, the draft stuff just because you know it, it. It a lot of time is so far away where like the guys make it to the league. I don't have the attention span to remember like you know certain guys. But I mean, I'm 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 fine with it. I I a lot of people are worked up though. I know because uh, Marco Rossi was the preferred choice. Oh, definitely. I I was really rooting hard for the board to fall so uh rossi would be available Mm -hmm. never did i expect that they would have passed on him i thought he was the perfect 
fit for this team, especially with like, we didn't get to this, but like the chatter about Eichel potentially being unhappy. Right. And if all goes bad, maybe he's going to want out, yada, yada. So who do they got after Eichel at center? Dylan Cousins. And okay, they could probably use another center just in case Eichel does want out. I know that's a tough discussion that we don't really want to talk about just yet, but it's possible. So I thought Rossi, he would have been a great pick. I've been watching this guy for a couple years now. I know it's easy for people to say, oh, you don't watch this guy, blah, 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 for people who don't follow me on Twitter and randomly pops on their timeline because someone liked their tweet and they don't know who I am. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I've been watching Rossi for a couple of years. I know this guy's a great, talented hockey player. And don't let five foot nine or 5'10", whatever he is, fool you. This guy is a tank. He is going to be – I, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to put the flag in the ground. Marco Rossi is going to be the Minnesota Wild number one center. Oh, my. They found their guy just by sitting at the draft table, ninth overall. Saying it right now. He's going to be a star. He's going to be their version of Braden Point. Oh, wow. Maybe not as good as Braden Point, but you get the point. No pun intended. Did not mean that at all. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, but Jack Quinn, like this guy, he, he's a really good player. And there's lots of different arguments that are going on Twitter about Quinn versus Rossi. Some of them accurate, some are just ridiculous. Uh, people are saying that, oh, Quinn's one of the oldest players in the draft. If he was born a few days earlier, he would have been third or fourth round pick. Yeah, probably, but he can't help – when his birthday is, this is his draft year. What does it matter how he did last year? He developed and played well and scored 50 goals in his draft year. Good for him. Also, the age argument should not apply when you're talking comparing him to Marco Rossi because Rossi is four days younger than Jack Quinn. The difference there is Marco Rossi produced at a very high level the year before in Ottawa in a top six role while Quinn was a fourth line checker. Now, would Quinn have produced at a higher level had he been in the top six? Who knows? But Ottawa 67 has been a good team for a few years now. So the younger players are going to start at the bottom. Look at the London Knights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert Thomas, guy at the bottom of the lineup, his draft year, moves up the lineup. Cliff Poo, bottom of the lineup, moves up. Like this happens with good teams, like perennially good teams in the OHL. That could be a reason why Quinn's production was so low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he would have been a third-round pick if he was born four days earlier, but he wasn't. He played well. Uh, I know the analytics don't really say a lot of good stuff about Quinn, but I still think he's going to be a really good player. A really good goal scorer. And Adams even said he could see him playing center next year, which I never thought that Quinn could be playing center, but... I see him being a good scoring threat for this team going forward. Uh, Like I said, he's a little older, so probably another year in the OHL, and then he's probably ready to go. I I really like him as a prospect. I've talked about him before. I know if you're following me on Twitter and you're a listener of the podcast, you would, would have known that I was furious when they took Quinn over Rossi, but that has nothing to say about Jack Quinn. It's all about Rossi because... 
I think Curtis said, put this really well, the Sabres aren't going to regret eighth overall. They're going to regret passing on Marco Rossi, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, this isn't the, the player that could get a nine-game trial then with the team, or do you think he can? Uh, I mean, with their need of one more winger, possibly. Mm-hmm. I could see it, but I would just stick him in the OHL or maybe loan him out to somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Especially since there's supposedly no checking in the OHL this year because of COVID. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it'd be nice if they could potentially loan him out somewhere, but who knows if that would actually happen. Which is, we're, well, we're definitely going to see some cases of that mm. uh, this year. Uh you don't have anything else to add to the Quinn pick? No, I do have a question to ask you about later in the draft, though, and what you think. Okay. Uh, see, we should make this like its own segment where I interview you about <laughs> prospects. <laughs> uh, the Matteo Constantini pick. Oh. Uh, is this just because maybe they got a little lazy uh, and just decided to go local? I know there was five junior Sabres drafted. But which is really nice to see. Yes, but uh, what what do we make of this one? Because on the surface it looks lazy. On yeah, the surface the it looks lazy. Granted, I know nothing about Matteo Constantini, nothing mm-hmm. at all. But look at his like, elite prospects page. Good size, decent size, centerman. Uh, he is playing in the BCHL and then this year for Penticton and then he on a good program in Penticton may I add and then he's going to play at the University of North Dakota that's a pretty good track of success that many people have followed so based off that okay fine fifth round pick clearly produced in the OJHL with the Junior Sabres fine but on the surface it looks very lazy me not knowing anything about him. Uh, Adams has ties with the junior Sabres. Maybe he knew of Matteo Constantine. He was like, oh, yeah, I want to make this kid's dream come true, blah, blah, blah. And right before that pick, there were some really good players available that I were hope- I was hoping that they would fall that spot. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with them picking Constantini here. They didn't really pass on anything crazy, in my opinion. Like, if they pass on Martin Chromiak from the Kingston Frontenacs, I probably would have been kind of upset, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens. He's a North Dakota commit, so he must be pretty decent if he's going to North Dakota. That That is true. Uh, I think he's he's from somewhere in Ontario, right? Yeah. St. Catharines or something. One of yeah, those St. Catharines. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but, no, I, I, I thought, like, because I read the article in the paper about it. I don't know if Lazowski wrote it, but – like I was thinking, like man, would this kid even have been like drafted if we didn't take the the pick on here? It's just like I don't know, Probably. I don't know what. I think just because you know the Junior Sabers thing is what you know. I've been so uh, brainwashed by Twitter thinking that you know this team is lazy and doesn't do their homework. That on the cert, like I said, on the surface it looks lazy because he played for the Junior Sabers. Adam did the Academy of Hockey, so I don't know. We'll see. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Matteo Constantini because I don't. So, <laughs> uh, an, a trade on 
on day two of the draft, uh, the Sabres moving up to select J.J. Paterka, mm-hmm. which he he was someone that I was really hoping would slide to them at 38. They trade they traded 38 and pick 100 to the Sharks to move up like four spots to pick J.J. Paterka. I really like him. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of him this year, but mainly uh, my viewings of him were at the World Juniors for Germany when he played with uh, Stutzla and Lucas Reichel. Mm-hmm. And I remember him torching Matthias Samuelson. Uh, <laughs> Great. We'll probably see more of that depth camp if there is depth camp. Yeah, and probably not. I don't, I don't see depth camp happening. It'd be nice, though. But maybe not open to the public, but... Uh, he's a really talented player. Uh, I like him a lot. He's probably two or three years away still, but he, he's a producer. I really well, like him. The German national team is experiencing quite a renaissance now. Uh, I yeah, mean, with three, like three players picked in the top 34, Stutzla, Reichel, and Paterka. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when the Olympics come around next, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. It'll be a young team. I imagine it, it will be. It. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know scouting community thinks very high of him in the limited viewings I've seen of him. He's got some very good speed, great hands, can finish. He scored the Michigan in a game once too. So I, I think I saw that, but yeah, good pick. I applaud it. Uh, trading up when you don't have that many picks seems a little questionable to me. He probably wouldn't have made it to 38, but you were still would have gotten a good player at 38, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what happened. So I, I applaud them for going to target their guy, oh, but yeah. I don't love trading up, but good pick. All right. And then they didn't pick again till uh, the fifth round. Yeah. I remember I was at work. I just got to work. They made the pick, and then by the time I got out of work, their next pick happened. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is that is a long time. Yeah, it was like four hours, I think. I don't even know. My goodness. It was a long draft. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I – I don't I, – I, again, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about uh, their seventh-round picks. I – no idea. They sound promising, like they might have a little bit of promise, but again, we'll see. Talk to me at development camp in two years if I'm allowed to go. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have uh, press credentials by then. Ooh, who knows? So, so yeah, we'll get in that way. All right. Do we did we get any good suggestions from followers on Twitter? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about my tweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so few ones i want to talk about uh from at spm a nino spma nino uh goes by nb on his name on twitter he uh well we kind of addressed this earlier but the uh the goaltending options he wanted to know about um so hopefully uh nino we address that um satisfactorily for you uh He's a good follower, I must say. Uh, he's followed me for quite a while. Uh, t- I don't know if this is a joke or not, but I mean, we maybe we could say something about it because uh, it kind of plays into what the rest of the depth signings really were. But Kobe, 
that's at hats apart h-a-t-z-a-p-p-a-r says talk about the brandon davidson signing well he might actually be like the seven or eight defenseman right i mean he's gonna play in rochester most likely he only played uh 36 games, I think, last year, or 46 games between there. Uh, I I think, or this was this might be Matt Irwin that I was thinking about, um, who we also signed. I don't know if we brought Matt Irwin. Yeah, I mentioned Irwin. Yeah. You did? Okay. Uh, but, no, Davidson, I mean, he's a journeyman. He's been around. I think he was with the Oilers. Might have been drafted by them. Uh, Oilers, Canadians. Islanders, Flames, Canadians. He's yeah. been around. He's been around. And with the Sharks last last year, I believe. Oh, yeah. I forgot to play for the Sharks. Uh, so, you know, he'll be he'll be in Rochester, obviously. Uh, but I think Will I mean, Borgen definitely- should be the seventh D. I, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he has to go through waivers. I, I don't want to risk losing him. And actually, uh, Andrew, friend of the show, um, at Pasta Gut, tweeted us asking about Will Borgen. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, sooner or later, you got to put this kid on the team, right? I mean, he's he's gotten, he's had he's a cup of coffee up here. Two years in Rochester, I think he's right to at least be the seventh defenseman. Why not? Right, right. Uh, and our very own DJ, uh, DJ Mitchell of the charging Buffalo says, why can't you beat me in DFS? That of course is daily fantasy sports where, uh, me, him and, uh, the man they call slug life. As you see on here, he's had many names recently. We do a three way, uh, like free DraftKings football lineup. Cause I'm cheap. And, uh, yeah, I haven't beat them yet. Uh, and DJ, I told you I'd address this. Um, I don't know. I have no answer to that, but time will tell. I will have my revenge and uh, we just got to keep playing. And I, I hope that is a satisfactory answer for him. Yeah. I'm sure you'll win someday. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. And DJ is such a great guy though. Nice, wholesome man. He's a nice, wholesome man. He's very smart. Uh, he's passionate about charge Buffalo. And I feel bad because a couple months ago, like, I don't know. I feel like I was mean to him kind of when we were debating about like something stupid about Mario Lemieux. And I feel like I was just like a jerk to him. So DJ, I hope you're listening to this and you can hear my voice, but I'm sorry if I came off like a jerk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I do that. Like I was, I, I, don't, I was, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. All right. I, I quote tweeted it and we still have a couple more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one comes from Daniel Maines, 13. Outside of Cousins, what prospect do you believe has the best chance of making the team on opening nights? Oh, uh, it, mm. oh. yeah. I want to go with like a wild card here that I have on my mind. Um, but depends. He's arguably a prospect. Maybe not. How about Rasmus Asplund? Oh, okay. All right. You I know? mean, is Rasmus Asplund a prospect? I mean, see, I, that's the thing. It's to be yeah, cool. yeah. Where does he fit, though? Oh man, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Casey Middlestat. Okay. I'm I'm gonna just have faith that he's not playing golf right now, and he's like in a gym somewhere, getting rid Rasmus of Rasmus Dahlin. He's been in a gym. Chin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dahlin Dahlin's been drinking milk. He's been he's been at the gym. Mm-hmm. 
I think Darlene. Okay, here's a couple bold predictions. I think Darlene's going to score 70 points. Okay. This year. And I think Kyle Oposo is just going to walk in and score 20 goals again. That's my my bold prediction for the season. Kyle Oposo scores 20 from the fourth line. I like that. I can get down with that. And then he becomes tradable. Mm-hmm. Clear some cap space. Uh, and Justin replies to that tweet. He says Jacob Bryson. I could definitely see that too, especially if they trade a defenseman. Uh, I think Bryson and Colin Miller would be intriguing for me. I think that'd be cool. All right. I think is that everything we got. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off? No, that's that's all I have. Big Bills game tonight. That's right. Uh, you'll hear at the top of the show, or you did hear uh, NFL primetime music. Uh, you had to go with the classic, you know, the classic NFL primetime theme uh, that everyone knows. But Bills game day, hopefully, hopefully, if you're not listening to the pregame, uh, we can pass the time if you want a little more Bills, not if you want a little more Sabres talk, that is, uh, before kickoff at 7 o'clock. Every day is Bill's day on the radio waves, so you yes. might as well give a listen to some, to some hockey talk. Yeah. Also, speaking of uh, radio waves, oh, you, man. Have, uh, you have some big news to share. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I'm filling in from 10 to 3 all next week, the 19th to the 13th at WGR on the board. Uh, I'm going to be doing an update at 11 o'clock every day, except for Monday. Uh, so I, I'll be on the air four times next week if you want to listen for me. But I am going to have to call Elliot Friedman as mm-hmm. part of my job for the instigators. He's made it, folks. He's made yeah, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the fridge. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say. Should I say hi? Uh, hi, Elliot. This is Luke from WGR. Uh, are you ready to go on with the instigators? Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. From okay. my from my experience being the the intern in the chair it sounds about right yeah yeah um so by the way if you if you call into one of those shows you will get a friendly voice on the other end i'm not a jerk to callers i like you know because i mean that makes my job easier too if i'm nice to you you're nice to me so you know oh yeah best in the business right here folks <laughs> no, no but uh so yeah i'll be i'll be doing that and uh it'll be fun it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it also life update for me i have uh turned my forks in Yes, I am. I am officially uh, turned off your burner. (laughs) I've let the charcoal fire die. In other words, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm done with Ted's hot dogs as of next week, Wednesday. So you've drained the fryer. I've drained the fryer. Now (laughs) all over. Yeah, I'm starting a new chapter in my life. Uh, wearing a red shirt. Yes. I'm sure you can put two and two together there. You have your eyes set on a new target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I just want to say, you know, thank you to those wieners for everything over the past <laughs> four years. Uh, I owe them a great amount of gratitude, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to get paid. Yes. You made... Um burger and hot dog flipping a personality trait yeah mm-hmm. literally whenever i enter the room they're like oh yeah the, mm-hmm. the hot dog guy <laughs> yes literally that's true yeah so true. big changes in the lives of the charging buffalo podcasters yeah we're we're 
we're going up places. And, you know, we've been doing this since uh, 2017. Um, and wow. we're still going. It's like, been a minute. It's not stopping anytime soon. Think of all the changes that we've gone through. I mean, my goodness. No Sabres playoff runs during that. <laughs> That's the only constant. Yes. Yeah. I, seriously, the day we can bring our listeners a playoff show will be beautiful. Hopefully it's not all that far away. Right. Uh, before we sign off, we just want to remind you to go check out our sponsors, Just Edition, at justeditionhockey.com, and you can use code TCB at checkout to save 10%. Also, did you see these amazing Nike skates, mm-hmm. that Air Jordan skates that they have for sale on their website? It's like $1,000, but if you use code TCB at checkout, you can save a pretty Wait, they're actually selling those? Yeah, it looks like it. Wow, I thought that it's was on just website. a... It's on their website. It's like $1,000, but... Use code TCB at checkout to save 10% if you're feeling risky today. I wonder if... I wonder if they made that from, like, um, like reused, like, fabric, maybe. I would love to buy them, but I do not have that kind of money right now. Maybe that after is... my trial. We'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, again, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, big eventful off season so far. We'll see if any if anything else happens anytime soon. I'm sure we'll do another little check in podcast. But you can follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at Charging Buff. You can follow us on Twitter as well. I'm at Joe TCB NHL and Luke is at LVKE TCB. And make sure you tune in to the Instigators right at uh, 11 o'clock to hear his updates next week because that's <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So. Yeah, uh, appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.